All right, so I'm ready to record a podcast. How about you, my friend? I'm ready to record one of those things. Oh, right on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know what we were going to talk about at the beginning of the podcast today. I didn't really plan anything. Normally, I kind of plan a, a jumping off point. Um, looking at myself in my camera monitor right now, I got this shirt because I thought, and this one is uh, just for our video listeners out there. If you're just listening, um, you know, in your ears, uh, you might want to jump on YouTube. You don't want to miss this shirt. I got it because uh, I thought it was going to be more of like um, a bartender kind of look, you know, like a mixologist type of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I, looking at myself now, my hair is a little bit long and kind of uh, like swept back. I'm looking a little bit like Ace Ventura Pet Detective right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, you, you look like Wall Street guy goes, goes on vacation to Florida. Yeah, I do feel a lot like yeah. I'm on vacation right now. I don't know why I look like, yeah, I, yeah, oh, the yeah. hair is the Wall Street guy factor. Yeah. You still look professional, you know what I mean? Yeah. You still look professional. See, in the Zoom meeting that we're currently using to converse, yes. you're kind of cut off oh, by the yeah, head, so yeah, I can yeah, barely yeah. see you, but you look great, man. You look yeah. great. And that's, but, that's how uh, you know, yeah. thanks man. That's how you know it's a, it's a very professional podcast uh, because we use Zoom. Uh, for the podcast and not like mm -hmm, discord mm -hmm. or something like one of those, you know, amateur ass gamer podcasts or something. No, I'm just kidding. I like gamer podcasts. Shout out to, um, to Wizard Love and the Bruiser. Um, Shout out to uh, yeah. the kind of funny games. Oh, right. Yeah. One of uh, yeah. Michael's favorite channels. Kind of funny. That's right. On, That's uh, right. on YouTube. Check them out. Uh, another thing that I want to check out here, um, the last time, I believe the last time we had a song on the podcast, uh, Michael took care of that. No, the last time we had a song, it was me because I remember messing it up <laughs> in our, our episode with Broderick. We were just talking about how these are starting to blur together. In our episode with Broderick, I did, uh, I did a, the darkness, the darkness. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was a good one. It was goodness. It, Thanks, it was buddy. goodness. I said goodness. Uh, it was okay. And yeah, it, it wasn't bad, but uh, I think today's is going to be a little better. Uh, I thought we'd take things to the next level. You guys can probably notice there's a bit of a different headstock over here. So we're ready to uh, get into the song. And uh, the first time we've ever used uh, electric guitar on the Photo Bros. So hopefully it works out. I only have one mic, so I wasn't able to mic uh, the guitar amp. So I just made it really loud. <laughs> Dude, I hope I hope that like mid you playing, it's like your neighbor starts banging at the door, like shut <laughs> up. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? We got a podcast to record, so they're just gonna have to, they're just gonna have to bang on until the podcast is done. All right, use your eyes like a metronome. Mm-hmm. Brother Michael and you're ready to go Try to record a podcast Photo bros We got a topic And a new story Trying to tell you something man. Dear listeners Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Photography Brothers. I am your photographer, Jared Poirier. You're a very sad photographer. I didn't get any, any, I usually get a nice loud woo 
and an applause and stuff uh, for for my work. Um, but I guess Michael's feeling reserved um, on the podcast today. <laughs> I didn't know the song, man. I didn't know the song. Well, you can right, still give me good. a, cur- a courtesy. Give me good. a courtesy. Woo. Very good. Very good. Yeah. See, there's some there are some intricate. Uh, unique vocal techniques that were used there oh, that wow. maybe are, are are specific to the song that mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I, I don't have that context, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, I think I love that you did beginning to end, no mess ups or anything like that, at least from my <laughs> perspective. Spot on, spot on. I'll give you, give you, give you a 7.5 out of 10. 7.5. Oh, thanks, buddy. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Guitar great. sounded great. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Oh, it's a really nice guitar. I might buy it. Yeah. Oh, I should probably. What is it? Little, what uh, is it? Tell the It's, tell it's a uh, P. I mean, this is a photography podcast, but it's a PRS uh, S2, I guess. Um, the uh, 22 fret uh, version. Ooh. 22 frets. Yeah, it's a lot of frets, man. It's a lot of frets. It's a lot of frets, um, but Yeah, but we're not here to talk about frets. We are here to talk all about photography, Michael. And uh, we have a very interesting uh, topic to get into here. At least I think it's mm-hmm. interesting, and I'm really excited to dive in. Uh, yeah, what's our, what's our topic today, bro? Today we're going to be talking about what I guess like what our next three upgrades or purchases are in relation to photography or video. So I think that's going to be an exciting thing to talk about. I'm curious to see what you have to say, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm curious what your answers are going to be as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, when it comes to gear, I mean, I'm pretty happy with the gear that I have right now. Um, but there's always, as you know, more gear that you can get, right? And uh, I think, you know, we've talked to, talked to this a little bit in the past uh, on the podcast. Um, but my personal philosophy towards gear is that you basically uh, only buy the gear that you need. And if there's a way to kind of solve the problem or get the result that you want in a different way or a cheaper way, you know, the answer mm-hmm. can't always be, oh, I need to uh, get some, like the uh, the minute that you run into a problem where you're like, oh, there's this limitation to this camera or I want to get this shot, you know, the minute that that comes up and you're like, let me go out and buy more gear, right? Do you kind of agree with that sentiment that that's not always the right thing to do? Yeah, and I think, I, I think it, that's why I kind of use the word upgrade because it's like um yeah i mean i mean to your point i think yeah you want to use your equipment as much as possible and justify that and then you know of course you want to have a good reason for upgrading um i you know i I think this is an interesting topic because it's like you know what as we see our ourselves evolve and our businesses evolve um you know the things that we like to shoot and want to shoot and you know where we see things going. I think it's an interesting topic to, to kind of reflect back on and think, you know, okay, well, knowing what I know now, what do I see as the next, you know, upgrades or, or, or things to add to my arsenal that's going to allow me to, and whether or not we're getting it today or tomorrow, it doesn't really matter, but it's like, you know, what, what are those things going to be and how are they going to contribute? You know well, what I mean? The three things that you say, you have to go buy them right now. Oh, we're going to did you already order I'm picking, from B&H. I'm picking you. I'm picking you up and we're going to go over to VizTech right after this. So I hope All you right. picked uh, inexpe- inexpensive items. <laughs> no, I did Uh-oh. not. <laughs> yeah, I, they're sort of true, sort man. of. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think the the really good reason to uh, to buy new gear uh, is when you're getting into an, either like a new type of work or you know you're really making a big leap in in what you want to do, um, and it makes the most sense when there's uh, obviously money behind it, right? Like if uh, let's a, a really good example is if you get some like a perfect example for me is when you buy like a little bit better audio gear and maybe some lights, um, and you're able to do video work. And then Mm -hmm. in addition to like the photography work that you're doing, right, you're able to get a little bit into the video space and increase your revenue that way. Right. So I think, uh, you know, if that's the question, like I want to do videos, I need to buy like a lapel mic. I think that's a a good choice. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, just as an artist, right, I know that uh, for myself and for you, Michael, especially, uh, you know, you're always trying to improve and get like that next level look. And uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, sometimes you do try everything and you're like, all right, well, I guess I need to spend some money here. So, yeah. So here's some things that we're going to spend money on. Uh, <laughs> do you want to go first? Sure. Sure. And actually on that point, vice versa, sometimes you buy the thing and then you're like, it still looks the same. And that's when you're taught what you're talking about before comes yeah. into play. And you're like, ah, well, maybe it was more of a me thing. And this is yeah. why you need to do you need to do your research as well, right? So yeah. um, that's another big point. I'm glad that you brought that up. Like just because you have this perception, or you see this uh, YouTube video, or like your your buddy uh, says, "Hey man, like you got to get this lens, or you got to get this camera, right? This is gonna yeah. sh- like yeah. oh, it absolutely solves everything, or this gimbal." And then you actually get it, and you're like, "Oh, turns out this is like a really hard and complicated to use," <laughs> or you know, B. Yep. Um, just just doesn't give you that result that you think like that was definitely the case yeah. with me uh when i got my first steadicam uh very quickly returned that and uh got a gimbal <laughs> so, so yeah so do your research and and uh sometimes rent rent stuff and try it out try before you buy I, I, there's lots of uh places even uh here in toronto uh quite a few places yeah. that will that will rent stuff for you and there's always a money back guarantee at most camera stores so if you don't like it there's no reason to uh to have to keep it right Hmm. Yeah, man. So agree, agree. So on my first item here, um, this is something I've felt like I needed to upgrade for a while now. Um, so I have uh, a couple of constant lights. They're they are newer's, and they are honestly like the cheapest like softbox like lights mm-hmm. that I've I've had or you can get. Mm-hmm. And you know now it's at the point where it's starting to break down. Um, things are starting to go on me. The brightness isn't where I need it to be when we're starting to shoot like a bit larger scale. Mm-hmm. And um, again, when you look at some of that newer stuff, it's okay. It's good. Start with it totally. But again, quality in general is starting to break down. So I think that longevity, looking to get some new lights, um, I'm looking at something called the Godox uh, VL150. Um cool. I'd love to replace my current setup with two of those. I believe they're in and around the 450 to 500 mark. Um, so they're a bit pricier, obviously, than than paying 100 bucks for the two newers. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, again, doing more video now, um, really want to make sure that that quality is, is where I want it to be. Um, especially when you're, you know, when you do work that's kind of like in parallel with other companies. Um, you know, your, your reputation, it's not just your reputation on the line. It's, it's like, you know, who you're working with. And, um, so I just want that to look good. It also like when you're bringing it in, you know what I mean? Like when you bring your lights in and they're kind of like clingy and they're cheap light stands and lights and you, it just, 
it doesn't strike confidence. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Looks a little bit bad, yeah, when you have like the cheapest possible uh, solution. Oh, yeah, man. And, uh, you know, again, getting that brightness up, getting a bit more power, um, while also, you know, I was considering, you know, the fans. Because once you start getting lights that are a bit more professional like that, you see the aperture yeah. lights in some of the Godox, they have fans. And then the cheaper you go in that kind of tier, you get louder fans. Right. And so, right. This was kind of that like nice spot where, of course, you know, we shoot a lot of content like this, shooting podcasts. And, um, you know, of course, once COVID starts to uh, lighten up as it is, I want to be able to use these lights and in-person interviews and you can't have those fans going off. So that's my first one um, is basically upgrading my light setup with with some Godox lights. Nice, man. I love that that's actually your first choice because uh, that's something that's come up a lot. Uh, I keep saying this. <laughs> it's something that's come up a lot <laughs> on the podcast. I guess we've been doing this a while. But uh, yeah, like in terms of lighting um, being something that you should look at almost almost first and foremost, right? Like there's a lot of talk mm-hmm. around, oh, this body, that body. Um, at the end of the day, you know, people are talking about Michael's body. They talk about my body. I did actually get a, get a little pump on today. So hopefully people hey. are talking about that. Um, but when, nice. when they're not talking about bodies, uh, they should be talking about lights, right? After all, uh, photography, videography, uh, it's capturing light in, in your camera. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have any light, uh, you don't have uh, any information for your camera to, uh, to thing right to to capture look how mm-hmm. many look how many damn lights i've got i've got the sun i mean that's a good light i've got this candle bunch of lights behind me here so uh photo bros over here lighting it up so lights are important guys and uh they are important not last to be, point to add yeah. there also oh. my current lights don't dim Oh no! Get dim, dimmable yeah. <laughs> by color. Dimmable by color at least and uh, i have my right. uh, q5 leds here michael and i, I like them a lot so nice What's your first one there, man? Curious to see what you have for starts. Well, um, this probably won't surprise anybody since, you know, I do uh, quite a bit of photo work and I do want to get into doing more of it. Actually, I'm actually starting to um, really miss uh, just like a pure photo shoot. I've been doing a lot of video lately. I do love it, Mm -hmm. Um, especially my video clients out there watching. Don't worry. I love it. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I do. I do want to get a little bit of, uh, you know, little bit of photo work going soon but but in general I'm a video guy so uh, one thing uh, related to video in order to improve um, the quality of my videos I've actually been renting these mics and I think it's time to pull the trigger and buy some Sennheiser uh, G4 lapel mics Um, so these are a little bit of an expensive uh, option right they are $800 and that's for one mic uh, and the receiver that plugs into your camera, 800 bucks. It's, it's pricey, right? So uh, a lot of the shoots that I do are like interview style, sometimes with two people. And uh, in that case, you're going to need some, some serious, uh, some serious microphones. You're going to need two of them mm-hmm. and uh, you're looking at spending about 1600 there. So uh, yeah, that's something that I'm going to be budgeting for and picking up those microphones and why these particular mics, they're just like the, as far as anybody who I've talked to that like knows a lot of things about uh, the topic, pretty much everyone says that they're like, when you're going to get a lapel mic to plug into a camera, this is the way to go. So the uh, Sennheiser uh, G4 lapel. Nice, man. I think we've pretty much covered like two, the, I, in my opinion, the two most important aspects of 
of video. I mean, aside from having a camera, but I think putting more money yeah. into, <laughs> you know, like you need, yeah, you need, you need video, video. You're going to have I a mean, hard time, really hard time without yeah. a camera. But, uh. but you can buy like a T3i <laughs> and still have it look decent as long as the lights are good and your video, your audio is, is sharp and crisp. So very true, dude. Yeah. Good places to spend the money for sure. Um, for mine, my second one, uh, I have a new tripod. I want to get a new tripod. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I saw this one. Um, it's actually in my cart, so I'm probably going to buy this um, like fairly soon. It's uh, it's actually it is a newer one. Um, it's a uh, it's a it's called the portable 70 inch, and uh, basically it's just like the title adjusts based on like what height um, adjustment you want. And so this one goes up to 70. My current tripod um, goes up to about like four and a half feet. Um, I'm kind of limited there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very cheap feeling and, um, it's, you know, I've had it for a long time. I, I just, it, it, I feel like it's time for that upgrade. Also, um, there's no leveling on it and mm. the legs often like just based on the design, I won't dive into it. They, there is often, there are often moments where I find that like I didn't realize the, the camera was yeah and it's just not it's not on on the right level so love that and the cool aspect about this one is that it, there's an accessory piece in the middle it looks like a normal tripod you can uh, unlatch it and pull it out and now you have a monopod piece mm. um, so if you just want that like semi-stable but want to be a bit more portable with it you can do that as well that's a really good feature man yeah and another thing it's kind of funny like we haven't even talked about a camera body yet so i, th- I find that very interesting well partially because you just bought a new camera body but uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't need one for a while <laughs> like you yeah. said i need a real reason to upgrade yeah. now <laughs> oh yeah you need a real a real big one i don't know maybe when we make our feature you know then you might want to get yeah. one but uh <laughs> when, when we document uh our our rise to um podcast prominence and uh mm-hmm. in a doc in a documentary series look out for that guys uh when we take over podcasting we go to joe rogan's house and michael like grabs his arms and i'm hitting him brown brown take that joe rogan. <laughs> <laughs> right and then we take his microphone he's got a nice mic too that guy uses nice mics we take take all mm. his mics leave them there <laughs> yeah yeah he could use a new a new a new setup yeah. From what Root. I hear, no one likes the new setup, but oh, no one likes the, the new mics setup. Are great. He's like in the dark or whatever. Anyways, yeah, it's ex- he looks like he's like lizard. in somebody's lungs or something. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. Anyways, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next thing I'm gonna get is uh, Joe Rogan's mics. No, the uh, the next thing I'm gonna get <laughs> is okay. So I talked about um, you know that I do a lot of video work. I mentioned that I do want to get into doing more more pure photography stuff uh Mm -hmm. and in order to do that i'm going and this this part has props so whoa get ready um in order to do that i think i'm going to need a little bit of a lens upgrade so the Mm -hmm. uh two lenses that i have right now i have my 17 240 f4 uh on my tripod right now uh it's a little bit wide um but it does a pretty decent job for you know shooting my youtube content um stuff that i shoot for my clients you know uh interviews and whatnot um and then especially for real real estate i'm able to get that to like the 
you know, 17, um, nice and wide, and uh, in terms of uh, focal length there. And, you know, it just, it, it gets the job done. F4, uh, again, it's not a great portrait lens, right? <laughs> but uh, in terms of video work and, uh, and, and real estate and whatnot, uh, it, it, it's working out for me, right? Cost me about 800 bucks. Uh, the other lens that I have uh, is this. Uh, Canon 50 millimeter f 1.8. So this lens is okay, and it's normally what I would use if I was doing uh, some portrait photography. The thing is that it is a little bit crappy in some ways. So I'm starting to notice that, especially if lighting conditions aren't great, uh, I get a little bit of grain in my photos. Not something that a lot of people notice other than me, but I just don't really like it. And I kind of think that uh, at this point, I want to take things to a bit of another level. Um, the other thing with this is that it's the autofocus is not great. Uh, mm -hmm. so especially if you're doing, uh, any type of video, which I don't usually norm, uh, don't usually normally use this lens <laughs> for, um, I'm excited about lenses right now. So if I start mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. screw, screw my words up, that's why, uh, yeah, like the, the autofocus isn't great. And, uh, and it's loud and that disappoints me. So I was kind of looking into another 50 millimeter lens, uh, 50 millimeter, obviously, because it's kind of like a good all purpose uh, lens. You can use it for street photography. You can use it for portrait photography. Uh, I don't know. Some people like to use 80 millimeter lenses uh, or like even 200 millimeter lenses for portrait photography. And we call those people yeah. rich, <laughs> rich people with really big studios. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but for me, the, the 50 millimeter, I think is going to get it done. Um, and as I was saying, like, do your research, right? That's kind of the big theme of today's episode about buying stuff. Don't just buy stuff. Do your research first. Uh, had I just gone ahead and bought something, I was looking at the, uh, Canon 50 millimeter. Uh, and again, these are all full frame, uh, lenses as I have a full mm -hmm. frame camera, obviously. I'm not a noob. No, just kidding. To my crop sensor <laughs> homies out there. <laughs> Respect. Um, yeah, the the Canon uh, 50 millimeter 1.4 was something that I was looking at. You can get them for under 500 bucks. Uh, the thing is, this is a really old lens. Uh, actually came out in 1993. Uh, and yeah, again, that's probably not going to solve my autofocus problem. It might take really nice photos. In fact, people are saying that um, the focus wheel is really nice uh, in terms of that like old school style of uh portrait photography, uh, it's a good lens. I kind of want to do video stuff too. So not really happy about that. Um, so I also looked into the Sigma 50 millimeter offering, uh, and they have a 1.4 that you can pick up for about like $350. And uh, people are saying some pretty nice things about this. Um, apparently, though, there is a bit of a problem with like some of them. Again, overall, the lens is fine, but there are just like certain individual ones that ship uh, with like the autofocus uh, a little bit messed up. So something to look out for. Uh, maybe keep that receipt if you are going to pick one of these up. Uh, but I might grab one soon. Yeah, uh, if I probably for like my next. Uh, big like portrait photography type of thing i'll uh i'll pick up mm -hmm. probably a new 50 millimeter lens uh but uh, this is a good opportunity to do a youtube guy thing uh down in the comments let me know um what uh what 50 millimeter lens i should buy or uh what lens i should buy for portrait photography in general that's interesting man yeah the 50 is like such an incredibly versatile tool just because it's like it's it's so close to what you just see 
And so when you're doing yeah. portrait or even if you're just doing creative, like walking around, like on travel and stuff, it's so yeah. good for like just pulling up and shooting. Um, you know, I think you talked about like the, the lens that you initially were looking at that was based in the nineties, like, uh, or create or released in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, Canon and Nikon are so privileged because they have such a deep portfolio yeah. of like glass that's from that era and even eighties yeah, and like, although sure like autofocus might not be as 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 you know quick or or quiet or whatever man are they like still really well constructed lenses with Mm -hmm. like the really high quality glass sony you know they only started taking things seriously obviously once they started releasing these mirrorless things and so we have a little bit less of a of um you know a lineup to choose from but that's a good one man i uh, i also want to upgrade my 50 yeah, in um, terms of used gear like this, if you've got uh, you know a full frame camera with that EF mount, like as Michael was saying, that thing's been around for a while, and uh, yeah, you can get some some pretty some pretty cheap gear, right? And uh, you know, yeah. people as people are upgrading, uh, you know, there are there are advantages to being that DSLR guy, um, which mm-hmm. I'll have to stop talking about whenever I do decide to buy a mirrorless camera but <laughs> but for but, now uh yeah man but hey that plastic fantastic gotta love it gotta i mean yeah man I, for the listen, price. this thing yeah. like i've taken some great photos with this uh and i do love it but uh yeah just sometimes you know and 1.4 would be nice it's just way way more light yes. right so yeah, yeah yeah uh okay well my last one is a bit less of a need um although i see value in it it within my life um and that's a drone um, oh wow okay with, holy crap i'm surprised by that actually that's cool yeah yeah man i think like you know me and my girlfriend had a lot of plans to to travel during these past couple of years and we're definitely going to take that opportunity uh once things clear up again and you know we have a big trip with my family going to the azores um you know i just i'd love the opportunity to bring a mavic mini to um something that is so easy to pack into your camera bag ultra portable it's not as expensive as some of these bigger guys 500 bucks it's like yeah four four hundred to five hundred i think the the two um not too bad i mean when when you look at you know what you can get with it of course photography you can get some great you know um you know bird's eye view shots you can get some great video footage if you'd like um it's an additional business offering as well so that's something to look at um, I've only been asked to provide it a couple times, but maybe, you know, once you I've start providing those examples in your, in your portfolio, people maybe start looking at it and then thinking about how, you know, you can cap use that to capture, uh, some of, of their, uh, business needs. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then the last thing I had here was just, you know, just, it's another option for creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just another part of your arsenal. Again, not as much of a need, but just more of something where I can see that value. Yeah, man. No, that's a, that's a nice uh, that's a nice option to to have that, and it also kind of fits in with that thing of like justifiable in the way that it's going to get you more work, right? Like you could conceivably yeah. get a drone and then like pay for that drone the next day because you booked a gig and then you shoot, and right. then, you know, right? And and people do mm. uh, they do like when you have that 
capability and it does give you uh, a, a real flexibility and immediately will make your content uh, stand out, right? Like next time you're reviewing, uh, you know, some uh, band on YouTube and then you have like the drone flies in and drops a mic in your hand <laughs> and you're like, all right, <laughs> this is Michael Costa. <laughs> right. Hey, well, right? But, but then again, like, you know, we go to the Azores, we go to a couple places, you get those shots, yeah. you put something together and now you reach out to some of these tourism yeah. um you know places and and try to try to get some gigs that way too right it's yeah. just something you can capture while you're out enjoying and documenting but what's your last one man curious to know what you got there well thank you for asking michael so uh i've got i think a great uh last one here um it's kind of a trick last one because it's kind of like a either or situation um and it is a camera body thing so uh for all you camera body heads out there. So I like my Canon 6D Mark II a lot. We've talked about it here. It takes amazing mm -hmm. photos, crap load of megapixels. The only real weakness that I find with this camera, okay, there's two and they're both video related. So doesn't shoot in 4K, right? The 1080p thing. I usually shoot in 1080p and edit in 1080 anyways. Uh, so I'm kind of okay with that. I do wish it was a lot better uh, with video in low light. If it was less grainy, that would be a real plus for me. Um, mm -hmm. And the thing that like really annoys me, okay, there's three things. The thing that really annoys me about the 6D <laughs> Mark II, uh, obviously they put a microphone jack on this camera. For some reason, Canon did not put a damn headphone jack on this camera, which is <sighs> super annoying. So if you want to, uh, be able to like monitor your audio. You have to like get an adapter and put like black, whatever that thing's called, black magic or magic dragon or whatever the heck it's mm -hmm. called. That oh, weird, uh, crazy uh, magic firmware. lantern, I think. Magic yeah. lantern. Thank you, Michael. Dragon lantern magic. Um, anyways, <laughs> you can tell I'm frustrated by a few things with this camera, right? So I love it, but some, there are some frustrating things, especially on the video side. So one camera that I have been looking at, um, and I, even if I did buy this, I wouldn't sell my 6D, I'd keep it. Uh, but the Canon R6, uh, you know, a mirrorless camera, full frame. Um, gotta say, pretty, pretty impressive footage I've seen uh, from these things. I do know a few people who use them. Uh, Kashif, friend of the podcast, Kashif, uh, is a uh, proponent of the uh, mirrorless Canon systems. I think he did own an R6 at one point. Um, yeah, they're expensive though. 3,300 bucks is a lot of money. Uh, so what I might do instead is just get another 6D Mark II. <laughs> Because no. uh, yeah, I kind of want. That's not the answer. I want to have two. <laughs> well, it helps to have two cameras, right? When you're doing like interview style stuff. Um, and like I said, yes. if I did get uh, an R6, then I would just keep my 6D. Uh, Michael doesn't like that answer. Uh, he really wants me to upgrade. He wants me to go. He wants me to go mirrorless, uh, and maybe I want myself to do that as well. Um, but it is a big. It is a big price difference. More than twice the money. You can pick up a 6D Mark II for like fourteen hundred bucks or so. So, yeah, man, I, I loved where you were going with it. And I love <laughs> that you were like, I mean, and this is true in both scenarios, I guess. But having that 6D Mark II as your backup, like in your second shooting camera, your second shooter camera, again, like that B, B yeah. cam for, um, you know, your interviewer, mm -hmm. your interviewee, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just I feel like I 
I don't know, man. I'm not going to critique what you want to do. I'm not going to critique what you want to do, but I just feel like, yeah, I mean, 4K is not an unnecessary thing from an output perspective, but I think from an editing perspective, it's just so useful and it's mm-hmm. something that I've For been able to now, obviously now. Exactly, man. Like just fixing that composition a little bit, doing, you know, some of those minor edits, being able to punch in and not have to worry about it, warp stabilize. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's so yeah. nice. And um, I, I'd like I'd love for you to the have warp that. stabilize think, is a is a very good point because that is something like yeah. when, when I do a lot of gimbal work and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, man. Even if you really want to punch in, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to do something really interesting with transitions or whatever. But hey, man, you know what? Do what you want to do. I just think like I will consult personally. Personally, listen. I respect yeah. you. I'll I'll consult you. I can I respect your opinion. <laughs> Up, upgrade upgrade for what upgrade for what's next you know what i mean yeah, upgrade for what's true, next man. yeah it's true it's yeah. true yeah you're you're but talking yeah. me into it next time i get a big uh pay, <laughs> paycheck i'll be going down to henry's or VizTech. i don't know whoever is nicest to me at the time i suppose nice graham i might go see graham shout out to graham at uh henry's there my boy graham shout um, out graham yeah do you want to uh get into the news yeah man Let's okay. talk about the news stuff. All right. Do you want to sing a news song and then I'll put some reverb on it later and it'll be a song? Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, my last one was real heavy, so I'll just shut up and I'll let you do one. It's the news and we're going to read it out. When I used the dude, okay. Yeah, I, I literally had nothing to say. And I was like, I'm just going to like really drag it. Uh... I, it worked out. I liked it. I liked it. It was cool. It was cool. Uh, yeah, so this is, oh, don't do that. Careful with that. <laughs> yeah. Guitars are expensive, man. Just like ca- cameras, guitars. I want guitars. Some, like, T-Pain reverb on that. Like, ca- cameras, guitars, and babies. That's a mini, mini oh. list within the episode. Number, th- top three things to not drop. Yeah. Yeah. I think cameras, number one. Yeah. Then maybe babies. Then babies and then, and guitar. then guitars. Really? I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> depends, depends on the, ba- right? depends like, on the baby. Depends on the baby. child. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it depends on the baby. Um, anyways, this is the news, <laughs> dear listeners. Um, yeah, believe it or not, it's it's uh, the news. And we have a very interesting, uh, very thought-provoking, perhaps even challenging uh, news story today that we're going to get into. Um, one from myself, uh, which means that, all oh, right, Michael came up with the topic and I came out with the news story. That checks out. Mm-hmm, that checks mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. Nice work, Michael, on that. Uh, I'm reminiscing about it already, but that was a great, uh, <laughs> great topic that, uh, that we had. Um, but it, the news yeah. story for today, which hopefully is also great, from BuzzFeed, historically, we've never used uh, BuzzFeed, so uh, I don't know how much we can even trust that this is fact-checked because BuzzFeed is horrible. But anyways, uh, but I did think this article was interesting, and there are some really interesting photos. And uh, uh, later on, I'm going to show, watch this space here because I'll put some photos there. Um, so from BuzzFeed, uh, these gorgeous photos capture the diversity of new queer photography. And this is an article all about uh, an art director, uh, art curator, uh, tastemaker, uh, scene, art scenester, whatever you want to call him, uh, Benjamin Wahlbergs. Uh, and he basically put together a whole bunch of um, queer photographers and queer artists and uh, dropped kind of a compilation of uh, some very nice uh, queer photography. Um, so 
basically he was asking himself, uh, there's a quote here in the article, um, what would a book with contemporary queer photography look like, right? That's kind of like the inspiration behind this and kind of taking that whole like lifestyle and movement and everything that it is, uh, you know, the kind of uh, LGBTQ, et cetera, um, and through their own eyes, uh, kind of showing their culture and, and you know, just demonstrating what they're all about uh, through mm. f- through art and through photography. And uh, I dig it, man. I really dig it. These are some really interesting, as I said, uh, thought-provoking photos. Um, just different than the normal thing that you see, I suppose, right? We see a mm. lot of, uh, you know, especially on Instagram and stuff like that. Everybody's pretty familiar with, like, portrait photography and whatnot at this point. And, uh, yeah, this, this stuff is pretty unique. Uh, and I really like the just the approach here, um, the variety, obviously, quite a few different photographers uh, and kind of a, a window into uh, the personal life of some of these queer people here. And uh, yeah, it's it's cool. It is, man. No, it's great. Like and I, although, you know, BuzzFeed, we're teasing a little bit. It's good because it is such a large platform that has mm-hmm. a lot of reach. And good point. Something good I was point. talking yeah, man. And something I was talking to somebody about the other day um, about was like, I think a lot of what makes people, a part of what can make people uncomfortable is just the fact that it's not like constantly visual within media. So like, yeah. you know, we don't, when you go to Hallmark Channel, you're, it's always going to be two straight people that are going to have the kiss at the end that the, the movie's about and whatever. Mm-hmm when you go on and we're slowly starting to see this like transition in, in at least like the typical mainstream media, but we still need to see more. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think like having images like this and, and again, like having a Buzzfeed publish this and accumulate these images to have, you know, maybe a petapixel or even like someone else that maybe has even more of a broad, um, you know, reach. Um, it's just like, we need to get these visuals a bit more, um, you know, people facing and like, we need to just get it like in front of people. We need to normalize it. And I think like literally visual media is what like, in, what, what a lot of us lean on to, um, you know, develop our opinions, our thoughts, how we feel about things. Mm-hmm. And so I love that, like, you know, through the form of photography where we're talking about something that is doing just that. Yeah, no, that's the that's a sick way to look at it, man. I'm really excited that you kind of took it in that direction, you know, and we talk a lot about uh, representation and, and things like that. And, you know, unfortunately, if you look at uh, queer representation in media, it's largely been left in the hands of, you know, either Hollywood or corporations, mm-hmm. you know, now Bud, Bud Light and stuff like that is super gay and uh, absolutes uh, mad gay now. Right. And stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like yeah. it's like a, it's like a quota. They ha- it's something they have to do. Right. Not, right. It feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. And they're kind of tokenizing it or, or representing it in a certain way where it's just like, you know, especially from a Hollywood perspective, like any time that there is, uh, you know, some queer character in a movie, it's always presented in a way that's like, I guess, palatable or something to straight people where it's like, you know, you kind of yeah. have to uh, take away some of the substance in order to uh, appeal to, I guess, like what 
their perception of a wide reaches or like what a demographic wants. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of getting those um, those voices and those perspectives uh, instead of getting them from the source, they're like filtered through this uh you know media landscape that we have and that's why work like this uh you know like what we're seeing here um these photos are so important right is because uh this is kind of the the unfiltered view um you know actual queer photographers actual uh you know gay and lesbian uh models and yeah uh trans people and all of that uh you know that whole culture kind of just being put out there have a look uh, yeah, and hopefully it does get more uh, normalized, right? 100%, man. And I love that you brought up, you know, the film industry there and talked about that because, like, the other aspect of it is, like, when when they go super stereotypical yeah, and they, yeah. like, pull these, like, over-exaggerated uh, examples of what they think, like, a queer person acts like, and it's mm-hmm. just this copy and paste, like, expression. And so, yeah, like you mentioned, man, like, having you know, the, the conveyor of the story, you know, the person with, with the control actually be someone who can speak yeah. to it is like really powerful. A couple or, of photos just want, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Or, or they just get fully sidelined. I think a lot, like uh, the, the yeah. biggest trope that I can think of when it comes to like, like when I try to think of like gay characters, either they're villains, like in the Disney movies, <laughs> like think of Scar, <laughs> oh, no. Scar or Ursula or whatever, you can kind of get into that, right? Um, or they're mm-hmm. just like sidekicks and they're just kind of there for the straight yeah. person to like be there. They're like the bat, the gay best friend uh, type of scenario, right? So not often yeah. are they like the center of thing, but you, you wanted to um, highlight a couple of photos, right? Yeah, there, there were two that I thought like, and don't get me wrong, like they're all they're all great. Like, I think they all kind of do something and say something, but I think a couple of photos that artistically I thought were outstanding. There's one by, uh, I think the initial image also, I gotta say, uh, Costas Focus. Uh, I know we're in mispronouncing. That's what we do on this show. Um, but that initial image with the, um, it's the man he's, it looks like he's holding himself, but it's, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of the message that it's conveying. It's beautiful. Just like sitting on the the sky background like that, just from like an artistic point of view. I also love, love, love this photo by, uh, how Nguyen, this is mm-hmm. the one where it's like that red light. I think it actually could even be the sun setting. Yeah. Yeah. Just you see what I'm talking about there. Yeah. And we'll yeah, have this up on the screen for sure. Yeah, we'll put it up. I'll put it up. But um, beautiful, obviously lips connecting and then the light peeking through the middle there. It's almost to like suggest like like a, a moment of like romance and love. And I think that that's really beautiful. Like all these photos are great, but those are two that I just thought were like really, really interesting uh, artistically. Yeah. And and drive home, uh, you know, what we're talking about here, uh, you know, about representation and uh, kind of hearing it from the horse's mouth, right? Like we mm-hmm. love horse analogies mm-hmm. on the podcast for some reason, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. And, and you, you wouldn't see, uh, number one, like, as we said, you don't see, uh, you know, lesbian gay people in the media that often. And when you do, it's normally like, if you are going back to the example of like Hollywood movies, um, just cause I think that this does like illustrate the point really well, like let's say like a lesbian 
uh, co like compared to this photo of two girls kissing here, right? Where it's like very romantic. If you had like a lesbian mm -hmm. scene in a movie, it would obviously, if, especially if it's shot like male director, male cinematographer, which let's be honest, it usually is. Um, yeah. You know, the way it's shot is like a male gaze type of thing. Like I was listening to uh, this excellent podcast. I highly recommend you guys check out the Bechtel cast. Uh, one of my favorites. Always uh, intellectually stimulating and they're very funny. Um, yeah, so I definitely recommend that you check them out but they have an episode uh out this week on a movie called the handmaiden and they're talking about that's a movie mm. about uh two um i guess japanese or no korean korean i hope i get it right i think they're korean <laughs> they're from they're, they're in asia asia for sure uh it's really important okay. which one because they're at war at the time um i think it's korean oh, anyways. okay <laughs> yeah it's important um <laughs> but uh yeah that they you know uh, we're talking to that the fact that like even in a story here where you have uh the women perspective being told these like lesbian women having a, a romantic relationship and still you know male director uh male cinematographer how are the sex scenes kind of being shown right so you're still as much as it's getting some exposure and some things are getting a little bit better um yeah like maybe in in places like photography and that's why i love photography it doesn't take so many people to make it that's why i love content as well right it doesn't take so many people mm -hmm. to make it it doesn't take like we want to say some shit on this podcast, Michael. We just say it. Like, there's nobody that signs off on it, right? I don't ever, yeah. ever since episode one, I made the mistake of editing out like one of your jokes. And ever since then, I don't even touch it. Like, we just, we don't, we're not like that. Like, we're just, when you guys listen to this, like, know that this stuff is from the heart, right? And know that, like, uh, you know, that it's not getting filtered through <clears throat> some like corporate interest or something like that. Not that, uh, mm -hmm. Michael and I, well, we're gay for each other, I guess, but <laughs> <laughs> you're a good guy, man. I like you, man. You're a good I guy. like you, man. I like you, man. Um, another image that kind of speaks to what we're talking about here. Uh, and I think like is something that I would love to see frequently. It's something that like normalizes it. It's something that, that puts into context, um, you know, like what we've been talking about this image by, again, I'm going to butcher this, but Betna Pitaluga. Mm -hmm. Um, so you have two females, one's kind of just sitting down. The other one's kind of like holding her from uh, behind and they're kind of like caressing, holding each other. It's just like two normal people sitting down. Like there, there's nothing like, like stereotypically oversaturatedly, um, you know, queer about this that you might see in like a movie where they're you're painting stereotypes and and like it just it's it's we need to like and you know there's a culture that you know we we can look at and express and obviously we do during like times like like pride and in general it's good to do that but i think like also just saying like hey like through visual media like we they're just normal we're just normal people we're all just normal people and like we just like who we like and we love who we love and we express how we want to express but like these are just i love it because they're just they're just two normal people who just sit in there. And like, this uh -huh. is how we need to, um, these are the kind of images that we need to like put out there and like to help change, you know, the mentality of some of these closed minded people yeah, is just like, yeah, like we're all normal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's nothing really different about, about us, you know? Yeah. The more that like that diversity is out there and, and you know, people are comfortable being themselves, the, the more that, you know, like you said, those ultra conservative people just kind of have to get over it. Cause at a certain point, yeah. like 
it's not going away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These people are who they are, right? And, you know, we are who we are. So anyways, uh, yeah, it's uh, very, uh, as I said, thought-provoking work. Uh, highly recommend that you go and uh, check out the article. I'll make sure that I link that down below uh, if you're here on YouTube. Uh, if not, just uh, go search gorgeous photos capture diversity of new queer photography. Kind of a mouthful. You can search that <laughs> on the internet. That should bring up this BuzzFeed article. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling kind of hungry. And uh, I was doing research mm -hmm. and setting up the, the set earlier. Didn't really... Uh, get time to eat a whole lot, uh, chug down a smoothie, but uh, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go and get something to eat, Michael. <laughs> do that, man. Do that. Stuff that come. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, but it's been a, an excellent episode and I hope that all of our listeners, uh, truly our dear listeners out there truly enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoy bringing this podcast to you each and every week. And we'll have uh, a great guest for you next week. I don't know who it is yet, but we're going to figure that out. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Before we go, uh, we have to thank some people. Who do you want to thank, Michael? I want to thank uh, my co-host here, Jared Poirier. Poirier over here. Uh, want to thank uh, whoever's editing this. So oh, we'll go with it's Arrow. It's probably Arrow. Probably Arrow. 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 Great name, by the way, if you're Same. watching. You're going to watch this because you're editing. Great yeah, name. His, his, brother, his brother, Quiver, is a badass. Um, oh, man. Man, Bo, I'm like, I gotta speak to these Bo, parents for like name ideas Bo. down the line. Yeah, <laughs> awesome, man. Yo, that's uh, thank you for editing all of this nonsense into uh, <laughs> comprehensible yeah. shows. Yeah, if any of this um, makes sense, yeah. it's probably thanks to Arrow. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, who do you want to thank? Who else do you want? Oh, to thank? Uh, I want to thank. Um, Melissa McCarthy. I watched uh, mm. the what's that movie called? The Kitchen the other night. Okay, good, good movie. It? Good movie. It's good. Okay, I liked it. Yeah, gangster movie, but with chicks. Uh, so if you want to watch that, if you want to watch some chicks, do some gangster stuff. See Melissa McCarthy. Do some dramatic acting. Uh, yeah, check her out. Um. Nice. Also, thank you to my dog, Sonia, for being quiet during the podcast. Thank you to Michael's yes. cat, Cusco, for not throwing up on the bed during the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Thank you to my girlfriend, Masha. You can check her out. Fiance. She gets mad if I call her my girlfriend. I gotta call her my fiance. Uh, my fiance, Masha. Check out Masha and the Dogs. A great podcast all about historical dogs. Um, you can also check out... Okay, this is a crazy thing. So if you want to see Michael react to music, you go to Michael Costa Music, right? If you want to see me react to music, I just started a new project where I'm reacting to music over on the Jared Poirier channel. So you can check me out there. Um, first episode is already out uh, and we're going to be talking about metal over there, which I'm very excited about. Uh, and I think that's it, man. I think that's all the things that I need to say right now. Very. <laughs> I was glad. I'm glad, man. I'm glad you said all the things that you wanted to say now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's awesome. Thank you for a good show. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to this show. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. Is there anything else we got to say? Anything else? Usually, usually outro it. I just want to don't want to mess this up. You know. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say. Me. I'm gonna say number one. Uh, number one. What's number one? Stay creative. 
Number yes. one. Number two, uh, be true to yourself. You can never go wrong. Wow. Well, on those two, be creative, stay true to yourself, and stay tuned for another episode of the Photo Bros Podcast. Sayonara.